Today in the Magic Kitchen, we're interviewing Allie Jordan. I'm Leandra Witchwood. And I'm Elise Wells. And welcome to the Magic Kitchen podcast, where we talk about magic, kitchen witchcraft, herbs, and everything in between. We are rebels. Together, enter the chamber of the heart where your spirit yearns to be reborn. Ignite that spark, fan that glowing flame, and warm yourself to your core with meaningful conversations, thundering heartbeats, countless dreams, inspiring stories, ecstatic devotion, healing ceremonies, and excursions into the wilds of the soul. Join me, Leandra Witchwood, in the Rebel Mystic community as we come together and explore the radical, rebellious act of creating sisterhood and engaging in deep self-care. Today in the Magic Kitchen, me and Leandra are joined by Allie Jordan. She's the founder and lead astrologer of Astrology Reports and the host of the Mystic Holistic Podcast. Allie is a yoga teacher and speaker on all things cosmic. And we are thrilled to have you here in the kitchen. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Welcome. (laughs) Very excited. So, Allie, let's jump right in. Like, can you tell us a little bit about your brand of astrology? Like, what what makes you unique? Because there's so many astrologers out there. I know, I know you personally because you come into my shop, you work around the corner from my shop. So we've had a lot of time to sit and talk with each other, but our listeners don't know who you are. So tell us. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I like to describe myself as an intuitive astrologer. Mm. And what that means to me is I kind of throw the kitchen sink at my astrology clients. If somebody comes <laughs> in for an astrology reading with me, I have learned transit astrology. I know how to read birth charts. I work with astrocartography. And the biggest thing for me is understanding that astrology is an energy. Planets, the way we interact with them, it is all energy work. So with that, we can understand many things, not just not just our personality, because I think some people think that like astrology is just a big personality che- personality test. But it can also tell us, like, how do we function best in our work? Like, what are what are what roles were we karmically born into with our families? Things like that. I love using astrology to understand energetics and karma. Nice. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you touch on that. It's energy because I think a lot of people just say, oh, well, tell me about myself. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you're if you're really you know, into yourself, then you should know yourself well enough. You don't have to have somebody else tell you who you are and, you know, your fundamentals. But I think astrology helps us understand ourselves better. Like I can't read my birth chart 
at all. <laughs> but when somebody can yeah, lay it out either. for me, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, now I understand why I have a tendency to gravitate towards leading community, even mm -hmm. if I'm resistant to it, you know, those sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, what I love about astrology, one of the many things I love about astrology is how it works as a mirror in that way where like there's nothing i can tell a client who comes in to meet me that in the deepest most knowing place of their soul they don't already know about themselves it's just like astrology and like reading birth charts is just holding up a mirror for people to see themselves more mm. clearly yeah i like that yeah and i can see that because i i had a friend of mine i don't know what he like we were on the phone like not even FaceTime, like just the phone. So he was like typing something away. So I don't know what program he used or what like thing. He had just taken a course on how to draw up charts. So um, I think he called it astral photography actually. But mm -hmm. anyway, and he he told me that about myself, about community. It's funny you had the same thing, Leandra, where <laughs> like it was like your purpose in this life is to figure out how to run communities. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until he said that, and this was about a year ago when my business was really first starting. And I realized that he was spot on. Like, that's exactly what I was yep. trying to do with this business. And it felt scattered at the time. Yeah. Like, I think you're right. It's that mirroring. And it's, it's pure yeah. magic. I love it. And some people use energy work in the way like some people, like the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, speaks to them through tarot cards. Some people, it, it's spoken to them through the Bible. Everybody has their own way of interpreting like the different energies and themes that we experience being occupying human bodies on this planet and for me it's just that the planets are what speak to me and in, interpret that energy for me so when did you first get into astrology how did you find this path oh my <laughs> i i've started saying that astrology has been following me my whole life and i just didn't know it because like there were things that looking back on now like you don't realize when you're younger, but they're kind of like little invisible strings leading you to who you're meant to be. And, you know, for instance, when I was a kid, like my best friend in middle school and high school, she would only see shooting stars if she was outside with me and like little things like that. So yeah. I do. I know like astrology has followed me. I've always been interested in the fact that I'm a Gemini. But really, this became pivotal for me in 2015. I I have a very colorful history, which I do talk about on my podcast. And I found myself in Los Angeles. I was rooming. I, I had a roommate out there that I had traveled with. And she would sit in the bathroom and do her makeup. And I wanted to get to know her better, but I didn't know how. And I knew she was into I, I knew she had the app CoStar. And she was always <laughs> yep. like messing her. CoStar is such like a gateway for astrology for people. Yep. So she had that app. I and I one. went. Yeah. And I went in there and I sat down and I was like, so this app and, you know, like, how does anybody start a conversation? And she pulled up my birth chart from there. And that day, like it, I started to see the pieces of things I didn't know about myself fall into place. And since then, it's been this unfolding of growing in my knowledge. You know, I started buying books. My boyfriend got me like my first astrology book that Christmas because I was becoming passionate about talking about it. And then in 2019, I was going to an in-person yoga studio before the pandemic started, and it was like a yin yoga studio, and I became very close with the owner of the studio, and she would hear me come in and talk about like, oh, full moon tonight, like people are going to be kind of like wonky, you know, <laughs> um, 
And she she would pull me aside and she was like, you have a passion for this. You know this stuff like on a deeper level than you realize. Would you be interested in reading my chart? And no one had ever asked me that. I was only like looking at my chart and, you know, like creeping on my family's charts. So (laughs) she gave me my first opportunity to read a chart for somebody. And, oh, God, it was so bad. If I could go back and redo, you know, when you think back on your first like your Mm. first podcast, your first ritual, whatever it was. (laughs) I didn't even include house structure in her reading, which is what a dummy move now. But, you know, you live and you learn. (laughs) But through that, like I gave her a reading and then she loved it and she started telling friends and it just grew from there. And that, yeah, like from there, it led me to this place where I've become confident enough to begin my business. That's awesome. Wow. I I love art. I love that you can pinpoint that too. Yeah. Yeah. That conversation in the bathroom. She's doing her makeup. (laughs) Like that was so visceral. I love that story. You you think back and you like look back at these moments and maybe in the moment you're like, I don't know why this matters. Why am I sitting in this bathroom? Yeah, right. But then you <laughs> you go down your path and you can see like that wasn't insignificant. There was beautiful there was something beautiful unfolding even in those quiet moments. And yes. I am lit up by those moments. <laughs> hmm. So I always think that, you know, when you look at the, the sky, you look at the stars, you look at the planets, like there seems to be like sometimes pieces of it, like the moon has got to be my favorite. I love the moon. Like I'm obsessed with the moon. Mama moon. <laughs> the moon, the, the room that I'm sitting in is called my moon room. So <laughs> technically. And you have a little of, moon like hanging I do. behind I you. I have a little moon above my head. So Perfect. do you have a favorite planet? Oh my gosh, nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> wow. Um <laughs> Oh gosh, I might need a second to answer that. I hope that's okay. Sure, yeah. Um <laughs> I love the sun. I so the sun in astrology, it is also the embodiment of Leo energy mm-hmm. and it also is representative of the 5th house. And I have been surrounded by Leos for all of my life because my father is a Leo. My mom has strong Leo placements. My first brother, the I'm the oldest, but, you know, the first sibling I had, he's a Leo. So I've always loved the optimism and vitality that we get from the sun. It It teaches us where we shine and our purpose in this life. And I know it is just the foundation of a chart. Like when somebody asks, what's your sign? They're asking for your sun sign. Sun sign. But like, even when I look at my astrocartography, when I travel to sun lines, like I love having, they give me so much energy. It feeds my soul. I feel brighter. So probably the sun. Nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Can't do much about the sun. Also, right? I think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> the life source. I think it's crazy that like we have so much in common, actually, astrologically. My dad's a Leo. I am also the oldest. My brother just below me is a Leo. And then I have another one who's a Pisces and my mom, it's the same. Like, I don't know exactly. Cause again, I'm not great with this, but <laughs> my friend who had read my chart, read my mom's as well. And he's like, you have a lot of Leo energy. That makes a lot of sense with this and this. Mm. So that's wild. I do. That is something I love to tell people. It's one of my favorite like astrological fun facts. We inherit just like we inherit DNA and like I've got my grandmother's eyes, I've got my grandfather's hair, like you inherit astrological placements from your family. It's part of ancestral karma. Like 
my yeah, my dad's a Leo. He's my mom is a Scorpio and I know because of my astrology chart and certain placements I have in Scorpio that part of what I'm here to do is restore karma for my mother's side of the family because I can see the lineage of scorpionic and plutonian energy throughout my family and I love being able to connect those wow. dots from people. Like if you have if you have children, your children will inherit certain placements from you because it's an energetic exchange of being you know, like mother and son or daughter and all of the things that we learn from each other by once again being those mirrors. Huh. Well, and I, maybe there is more to it. So I always thought it was strange that my husband's birthday is the day after my mom's and his dad's birthday is the day before mine. Mm-hmm. And I have two cousins from different aunts that were born on the same day as each other. Wow. Like different years, but same day. And I always was like, oh, that's so strange. But maybe it is like, like you said, it's like ancestrally deep to be drawn to those same energies. And my husband's a Virgo and I'm a Taurus. And I've heard people say, like, that's really bad. And I've also heard people say, like, oh, that's great. You guys will never fight. You'll just hear that. Is there any <laughs> truth to all that relationship is wrong? This relationship is good. Like, you will, I, I constantly walk around saying, no coincidences. Oh, there you go. That was a right path moment. Like, I do not believe in coincidences whatsoever. So I definitely Mm, believe when you see like numbers and like patterns like that, that it's a message for something. Um, But as far as like compatibility might go, in astrology, it's not just known as compatibility. It's also known as synastry. You know, how you interact with another person, how their chart plays Mm. with yours. And I also like to tell clients that you if somebody says am I compatible with my boyfriend I will say yes and you want to know how I know we are compatible with everyone (laughs) no nobody likes that answer nobody likes my little Gemini trickery but it's it's true we're compatible with everyone we meet but is your compatibility going to be more harmonious and easeful or is it going to be challenging and you'll have differences that you awaken in one another and usually compatibility is more about like well what's your intention with this relationship Mm -hmm. are you business partners is this your mom is this your husband like is this somebody you're having a casual fling with like get real about like what your intention is behind that relationship before even questioning are we compatible Hmm. That's yeah. good. I like that yeah. because yeah. I think a lot of people just think that, oh, uh, uh, astrology or tarot cards or tea leaf readings or, you know, these these tools that we use are going to solve the problem and give us all the answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. forget that the answer starts with us. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like we people don't realize that. I keep saying it's an energetic exchange, but it really is with the planets like as above, so below as much as their energy is impacting us. We have free will. We have choice to affect the planets as well and the decisions that we make based on what energies show up. So it's all related. It's all tied in. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Pursuing your spiritual path alone is really difficult, but so is finding community. That's why I started a Patreon community, to help you overcome obstacles and clear up confusions 
while making friends and finding connection along the way. You'll have a direct line to me for all of your questions and receive tons of benefits for joining my Patreon, from thank yous to ritual resources, journal prompts and reflective exercises, downloadable guides and posters, exclusive Magic Kitchen podcast and Seeking Numina updates and early access. Find community no matter where you are. Visit patreon.com slash Elise Wells. I can't wait to help you on your journey. So you mentioned astrocartography. And mm-hmm. I just recently learned about this maybe a couple of years ago from a mutual friend of ours. And I'm curious, can you explain a little bit more of that to our listeners so they can understand what it is if, in case they don't know? Sure. So when I'll start with a birth chart because you need to know your birth chart information before diving into astrocartography. So a birth chart is basically where astrology begins. If you need a place to start, find your birth chart. And with that, you will need your birthday, the exact day you were born, the exact time you were born, and the location you were born. And there are websites you can plug this into. I use as an astrologer to pull up people's chart information for them. And from there, it gives you a map of where the planets were in orbit not only around the sun, but like in relationship to the earth at the time you were born. And as I said earlier, like how those impact you as far as personality, destiny, all of these things. So you start there, you have your birth chart where these planets were. And then from having that information, you can look at an astro map. And what an astro map does is it pulls your birth chart information and it tells you almost like lines of latitude and longitude when you look at a normal map where the planets were like crossing over, intersecting like imaginary lines over the Earth in its orbit. And based on that, like it can tell you um, there's a line for every planet. Actually, there are four lines for every planet because it also focuses on the angles of a birth chart. Um, And these lines tell you based on what that planet's energy is like, what experiences you you're going to have when you travel to that location, how you're going to be energetically impacted there and what you, you know, like what experiences you might expect. So I'll give you a for instance, um, Pluto is a largely it it is the planet of transformation. I have a Pluto descendant line running through Los Angeles, which is where I lived for a period of time. Um, When Pluto, when somebody has a Pluto line in their chart, It tells you where you will step into your power, where you will encounter power struggles, where you will see like Phoenix rising, burn everything to the ground and rebuild transformations occur. And descendant, like a descendant line tells you how you like the angles are how you experience that energy and descendants mean that you experience it through other people. The most tumultuous relationship of my life where like I literally left that person like running happened when I was in California. I 180'd who I am as a person. It like it was the darkest time of my life and I have become who I am from going through those transformative experiences. But if I had known ahead of time, I would have never gone there. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like that kind of energy and like how how you experience it and the lessons you're going to learn there, once again, it can be extremely karmic. I think that's amazing. (laughs) It's very fun, too. Like, if you're like, where do I want to take a vacation? Well, maybe you, yeah, like, maybe you look for a line that's like a sun line. Like, if I want a vacation, I want to go somewhere where I'm 
energized. I'm feeling like light and fun. So I'd go yeah. to a sunline, you know. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's really wow. cool. <laughs> yeah. And that's especially interesting what you said about vacation because I, I'm a spiritual traveler. I started living in Greece this past year because I travel spiritually. And this is like the most spiritual place I've ever been. So I said, well, I'm just going to live there full time. And I started, you know, doing everything I do around, all right, well, I want to travel as much as I can. I'm in Europe. It's cheaper to go within Europe from Europe. So all the things I wish I'd done when I lived in America, I'm doing now. And so many times my travel is informed by my spirit guides, by meditations, by random synchronicities. Like you said, you don't believe in um, coincidences. coincidences. Like I I planned an entire trip to Switzerland based on the fact that five times in a row, once a day for five days in a row, I kept seeing this statue of a lion that is in Luzerne, Switzerland. Yeah. It's and so what, specific, that one thing. What did and you gain wondered, from traveling the there? Yeah. Like, what did you gain from traveling I, to that place then? That's where I decided to start my YouTube channel and do um, meditations at spiritual places and start helping others with coaching of spiritual journeys, like help them mm-hmm. decide what their spiritual journey is and where they're at on their path and moving along their path. I mean, literally that that trip is where honestly, now that I'm saying it, kind of that Leo energy, that sun energy, like that's where I gained that, that self-awareness to then be more Mm. open about how I can help others. Self-awareness is a good word for, for, um, sun lines becoming more aware of the self especially if it's an ascendant line so perhaps you had an ascendant line somewhere there or because it sounds like rising is leo oh is it that's gonna have an even stronger impact for you too if you're right it like your big three the big three in an astrology chart are your sun moon and your rising and the planets that are like the rulers in your chart of those three things have an even even bigger impact when you travel to those locations. So it could be that you were on a sun line. It could also be that you might have been near a Jupiter line as well, because Jupiter is the great teacher. Sagittarius energy is about like education and like giving information to the masses. Um, So it could have also been tied into something like that, too. We'll have to check it out sometime. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's the revelations that astrology makes possible is just <laughs> yes. Every- Until I've been sitting here talking to you, I didn't realize how deep it can really be. Even though I've had the occasional yeah. like, oh, I think that guy's a Taurus, and I ask him, and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is infinitely deeper than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, people think again, like everybody's like, what's your sign? I'm just a Gemini. Yeah. I one of the most beautiful things about astrology is you are not just a sign; you are an entire galaxy Mm. within a human body that like of course you're multifaceted of course you like think differently about work than how you do about romance or finances or like learning because yeah we're not just one thing and there's beauty in getting to explore every facet of ourself can i ask you can i ask you a question elise Yeah, sure. What does it what does it mean for you to be a like a spiritual traveler? Uh, for me, that means that I travel with either the intention of something specific. Like um, recently, well, actually, I can back up that up even more. Spiritual tra- travel for me is about finding the next destination 
based on the signs and messages I'm being given. Mm. And then it's executing that plan. Often it's very spontaneous. And then finding out, either finding out what the intention of this travel is, like what is the message I'm supposed to be given by going to this place, or it's going with the intention of something. So for example, I went to Italy twice this year. Italy had never been on my list to travel to, not for any bad reasons. I just, I don't know. I just never, like, it wasn't up there. Like it was on my list, but like number 10, number 11. Mm -hmm. But in, I think March, yeah, early March, I had a dream about a symbol. I woke up, drew that symbol in my morning meditation and kind of realized that it was from a dream. I was like, that's kind of interesting. Then I saw it again um, in my meditation, like in a different way. And then I went to an ancient site that day. I just, I I planned to go and I saw a lady making earrings with that exact symbol. So I asked her about it and she said, it's the Delphic Epsilon. It's Apollo's symbol. And I was like, oh, that's strange. So then as all this is like happening, I'm like, huh, it's weird. I've never thought much about Apollo. And then I ended up listening to a podcast where they're talking again about Apollo. And it was like an interview with Stephen Colbert. Like it had nothing to do with Apollo. What are the odds he's going to start talking about Apollo? And like, I just had synchronicity after synchronicity with Apollo. And then I randomly opened Google flights and the the flights to Rome were really cheap. So I book it. I tell my husband, I'm like, do you want to go? He's like, yeah. So he goes with me and he's like, let's go to the Vatican. My husband is an atheist. He does not care about (laughs) anything Catholic at all. And he's like, I just, I don't know why I know it's a place you're supposed to go. So I was like, okay, so that's the first thing we book. We go, that's the first thing we do in Rome. And literally there is a massive statue of Apollo at the entranceway. And I'm like, okay, what? So as we're going through the whole Vatican, which by the way, is a museum of pagan artifacts, it has absolutely nothing to do with Christianity at all. (laughs) It's amazing. It's really worth pilgrimaging to. Um, After that night, I'm like, okay, I need to meditate with this. So I start just meditating with Apollo and starting this relationship with Apollo. And I realized that more and more, like what I was supposed to gain on this trip was charisma and being outgoing. And then that was kind of the the reason I went to Italy. And then I was called back. I was literally like in June living my best life. And my mom's like, do you want to go on a road trip in Italy? I was like, why? She doesn't like road trips that much. And I'm like, I sure. And she's like, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's the right time. And through this whole trip, like I realized all these more new things about what I'm supposed to be doing with my path. And I'm, I'm still in the process of executing them, but that's what spiritual travel is. It's listening when people tell you and spirits tell you and the universe tells you it's listening and then it makes your life better. Like you're really going, you're going with the flow. Yeah, exactly. Literally. I was like, all right, spirit, take it away. And spirit was like, like I was like those dogs (laughs) who just leave with their owners on the ground. Like (laughs) that's been my life since I committed to this path. Thank you. That's so cool. (laughs) long answer but (laughs) (laughs) it's okay it's good Mm -hmm. so Allie do you have any stories about incredible insights you realized for someone that that when you're reading their chart or doing their astro cartography like that just blew you away that you just had to sit there and go wow that's an insight like I didn't even see coming (laughs) oh snap yeah um every (laughs) Every day and in every way, people think I'm fake because like when I do readings, I'd like and I don't know if this is unprofessional or not, but like 
I wear my emotions on my sleeve and I get so excited, like so easily when I see things where I'm like, that just clicked a million and one things into place for me. Um, I actually knew that my sister-in-law was pregnant before anybody else in our family did because of her chart. Yeah. Um, she, she was like sick one day and she, you know, like morning sickness, she had gone to the bathroom, she had thrown up and I was like, you feeling okay? She was like, yeah, I just think it's something weird. And I was like, Hmm. <laughs> so snoopy me um and i will say I, they have given me access to their charts because they they're tired of me asking for them so they like allow me access all the time <laughs> so i went to her chart and i saw transits so there are certain transits you can look for that are indicative of like when a woman might become pregnant or have a child in transit um there's so many like you have to look at progressed planets as well but like for her how i i I just knew um jupiter is transiting her fifth house of children um it's also crossing over her natal moon moon represents mother um and she had a couple different transits to things like her ascendant and like areas of your chart where i would look to see like somebody's taking on greater responsibility there's energy revolving around children and newness and like rebirth so I realized she was pregnant and I asked my brother and he was like, no, nah, she's not pregnant. He found out like two or three months later at Christmas that she was pregnant and they told the whole family. And I was like, don't doubt me ever again. Ever again. <laughs> I love that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably my favorite. Again, every day I encounter things in people's charts where I'm just like, of course, you beautiful, like beautiful special soul of course i love it (laughs) another thing another thing i love to look for in charts is um kids i love i love meeting children because kids um kids operate out of their moon sign until they largely like hit puberty and start going to school because our moon sign is not just our mother so it's how we interpret our mother growing up but it also tells you about um your emotional nature how you like what's your first like instinctual emotional response to things and um before we start becoming like indoctrinated in schools and learning like having other people try to tell us who we are and then our thinking brain kicks in and we're making sense of who we are in this world we operate emotionally so kids operate as their moon sign and yesterday we met up with one of our friends and I've, I'd never met her kids before, but her one son, he's four. He like ran out to meet us and he's like, nice to meet you. I'm so-and-so blah, 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 blah. like, do you want to play with me? Here's this thing. And I, I looked at his mom and I was like, he's a Gemini moon. And she was like, what? And I was like, he's a Gemini moon girl. So she gave me his information and he was a Gemini moon. That boy could talk. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah. yeah I love stuff like that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say that, you know, kids operate from the moon, the mother side, the emotional side, because I know in some cultures, I don't, I don't remember specifically which ones, but for the first seven years of the child's life, it's the mother's responsibility where the dad kind of takes a back seat because mom is responsible for, for developing the child. So I'm wondering if their cultures had this intuitive knowing, you know, Yeah, again, as above, so below, how, like, we impact, like, how energy flows together to, like, find those outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. 
So Elise and I value you as a dedicated listener. And to all of our dedicated listeners, we are offering a unique class bundle. This bundle will include all of the classes that Elise and I offer, and it's exclusive to you, our valuable listeners. You can find the link to this bundle in the show description. So if somebody books an astrology reading with you, what can they expect? What kind of insights can you provide? Yes. So I mentioned how we start with the birth chart. So I get, again, like birthday, exact birth time and birth location. And then from there, um, I, I, again, like I love to throw the kitchen sink at things. So as an intuitive astrologer, I always, my first question is like, where, where is, what are you, where is your level of knowledge? Where are you coming from? Are you like, do you know anything about astrology? Do you just know your sun sign and go from there? And then usually what I do, especially for like first time people who have never had their chart read before, I will literally spend time with them to sit down and walk through the two luminaries. So the sun and moon, what that means to them, the sign in the house that it's in. And then I move on to the planets. So from Mercury all the way to Pluto, and we whatever they want to talk about, like the house structure that it's in, how that impacts them in what way, like what does what does Saturn mean to you? Are you coming up on your Saturn return? Let's get into that. What do you want to work on and be prepared for? So really, it's it's just like listening to what the person needs. I, I love when people share stories about their life because if something's coming up, it's it's because it's on a person's heart and there's like, like maybe more like tr- trying circumstances, not necessarily, not necessarily like positive, but like if you're going through something and it's on your heart, then that means there's work to be, to be done. So what can I see in your chart that might help you process what you're going through and take it from there? And people can take notes. I provide like an actual, like if a person wants like a hard copy of like written down, things so that they can always come back to it. I have that too. And I love to just let it be a natural conversation. So Saturn in a birth chart period, where it falls for a person, Saturn is known as the great discipliner, father time. It represents um, areas of restriction and refinement. So basically what Saturn tells you is in your life, the sign that it's in, in the house, where you will experience hardship where you might face challenges in stepping into like your power there. But when a Saturn return comes around, that is when right around the age of like, sometimes it starts as early as 28, but from 28 to 30, Saturn is making an orbit back to the location it was when you were born, because that's how long it takes the planet to to like fully transit back to where it was between 28 and 30 years. And when a Saturn return happens, it's creating what's known as a conjunction. So you have Saturn in your natal chart where it will never move because that's where it was when you were born. But a transit, like moving around your astrological wheel, when Saturn makes that transit back to the place where it was when you were born, it's sort of like on top of your natal chart. So a conjunction is like it's a unification of the energy of planets and it intensifies them as one. Well, what do you do when you take a stressful planet and put it on top of its own stressful self? 
you get extra stress. (laughs) 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 So my poor, my poor partner, he is going through his Saturn return right now and it is on top of his ascendant. And I feel so bad because he it's it's a lot of stress. He's he's very stressed right now. And that's not how it impacts everybody. But it's basically like all of the sum of what you've been learning as far as like your pivotal challenges in your life and restrictions you've had come into the forefront of your attention during your Saturn return because what the universe is doing is it's forcing you to address your shadow. It's forcing you to look at those things where you're putting off your work and saying, no, in order to become who you are meant to be, it is time to learn these lessons. And if you haven't been doing the work up until now, it's going to be harder than if you're a person who has been doing the work. So if you haven't hit that age yet, my advice is do not put off your shadow work. Do not put the, your spiritual, don't put your spiritual journey off because it's going to hit you tenfold. But if you are somebody who has gone through your Saturn return, maybe reflect on that period of life and what were the pivotal themes coming up for you? Did you lose a loved one? Did you change careers? Were you realizing like my relationship's not working anymore? I need a divorce and and recognize how those things that could be perceived as losses and like uh like scathing moments in your life actually were meant to set you up for the path that you're really meant to be on. It is a realignment. So you talking about that just had me, I I had a little mind blow moment. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Because, okay. So I, I have the, the pattern app Mm -hmm. that um, it, it telling me that I'm going through a period right now. And I have until September 21st, Maybon basically, to figure out my next evolution of my path. It, and then the pattern's telling me to go back to when I was 28 years old and what I really needed to, what inspired me, what, what was my focus. And it was always community. It was leadership. It was being the leader that embodied the good things that I saw in the world and, you know, helped heal the things that hurt me from other leaders and that i think had to have been my saturn return like that was Mm. a very stressful time because at the time i was part of a coven that the high priestess just all of a sudden like imploded on everybody and it was Mm. a little bit traumatic because we trusted this person you know she was supposed Mm. to be this pillar of knowledge and stability and she completely like like pushed us off a cliff and walked the other way, you know? (laughs) So it was one of those things where I, you know, that aha moment where I'm like, oh my God. So that period of my life is when I was really waking up to what bad leadership is and what I don't want to embody in my own leadership. And it's carrying forward now. And, you know, I'm nowhere near my next Saturn return, but this is what I'm working on now is being in right leadership. And a lot of my work that I do is, um, in, in my divining work is animal interpretation. And so Blue Jay is that message of right leadership, being a leader for the right reasons, using the right methods to lead to inspire instead of control. Mm. And I was like, wow, whoa, mind blown all of a sudden. <laughs> wow. I had, like that brought up so many things for me. First, <laughs> do you know where your Saturn is or what sign I it's in? Don't. Okay. So Aaron Schrader, the rebel herbalist, is the keeper of my chart because I will I contact never... her. <laughs> it... <laughs> When I hear lessons on, 
oh no, you're fine. It, it sometimes it can be a lot to remember, like oh, especially geez. if you're not like looking at your chart nope. every day. Um, and that's why I do suggest people find an astrologer because you will. I am. I have spent like at least ten years now trying to figure out what my chart means right. for me. So an astrologer can simplify that oh, for man. sure. Yeah. But when I hear lessons on things like leadership and taking on greater responsibility, that is that usually indicates to me somebody might have Saturn in Capricorn because Capricorn teaches you responsibilities. Um, it, Saturn is actually like Capricorn's ruler. They work in tandem together. So all okay. of those themes are very similar. Yeah. And yeah, like taking on like, yeah, like stepping into greater responsibility is typically what that indicates. But the other <laughs> thing that I was thinking when you were speaking, um, like birds are really are like a really sacred sign for me and my family. Like I associate with owls. I always have. Um, but like everyone in my family, there's like an ant, like a bird and blue jays show up for me when like my Nana is present. So I love Aww. that you just mentioned a blue jay. That's so sweet. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We've got an idea for an event, but we need your help to make it happen. Leandra and I would love to do a Q&A episode that would be recorded live with you present to ask us your questions. If you'd be interested in participating in this, please email us at magickitchenpodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Well, Allie, thank you so much for joining us in the Magic Kitchen today. This was a really enlightening conversation that I'm going to be thinking about for a long time. (laughs) Absolutely. Very fun. (laughs) Thank you. Where can people find your your business and contact you? Sure. So I do have a website. It is www.alstrologyreports.com, A-L-S, and then it leads into the rest of the words. Um, You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter um, at alstrologyreports. And I also have my personal page where I do like that's mostly my astrology business page, but I have my personal page, Ali R. Jordan, on Instagram, where I also share a lot of my like mystical and holistic musings. And then my podcast, Mystic and Holistic, the Astrology Reports podcast, is going to be releasing within the next couple months. So you can be on the lookout for that on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Awesome. I'm excited for awesome. it. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. I Thanks am for being too. here. I appreciate being here. I'm so grateful that you wanted to interview me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm we're happy to have you. Yeah. And and I'll see you in the shop and (laughs) Oh yes, you will. Oh yes. And I'll see you on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Mary meet. Mary part. And and Mary meet meet again. Thank you for joining us on the Magic Kitchen podcast. Please visit my website, leandrawitchwood.com. For news, information, and more episodes. I'm Elise Wells, and I can be found at Seeking Numina on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, and SeekingNumina.com. That's Seeking, N-U-M-I-N-A.